T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Courtney, I'm Ian Ozan, WWL First News. Now back to Tommy Tucker on WWLAMFMN.com. Thank you, 908. Rena Conti joins us now, Associate Professor in the Department of Markets, Public Policy, and Law at the Quaestrom School of Business at Boston University. Good morning, Professor. It's good to talk to you again. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. Did I get any of that right, what I pronounced? Perfect, and I know that Conte is, is uh, pronounced differently in, no, in NOLA. Yeah, it's Conte <laughs> Street here, but it's. Exactly. But then again, you know we uh, we call Calliope Calliope, so don't let that fool you at all. <laughs> have you been to New Orleans or not? I have many times. It's a wonderful city. During Mardi Gras. Yes. Well, we're yes. getting ready to get it cranked up. You still got time. I know. I am so sad to miss it this year, but definitely next year. All right. Tell me about pharmacy benefit managers. For people that don't know, what are they? Sure. So they're intermediaries that basically negotiate with a drug company on um, the sale of their drug and then turn around and negotiate with pharmacies and health insurers to make sure that that drug is covered and available to people to fill at the pharmacy counter. So ideally, they would get a better deal for the consumer? Right, exactly. So because they do so many deals with so many different drug companies, they can exercise their market power and get lower prices, which they then pass off to pharmacies and to health insurers. Are bigger... Drug chains are, or let me put, rephrase the question, mm-hmm. are mom and pop pharmacies able to compete with big drug chains under that model? Yeah, this is a great question. So um, pharmacy benefit managers can create a network where they prefer certain types of pharmacies over others. And as you suggest, it is the bigger box stores that can um enter into a deal with a pharmacy benefit manager that is more beneficial, um, i.e. They, they accept lower prices for higher volume of patients mm-hmm. coming to a Walgreens or a CVS. Mom and pop stores have exactly the same costs um, that the big box stores do, and, but they can't negotiate for, um, for lower prices in exchange for volume. And because of that, Independent pharmacies can be um, uh, at a disadvantage when negotiating with a pharmacy benefit manager relative to a big box store. I don't see any way that doesn't uh, result in 
mom and pop pharmacies, for the most part, ceasing to exist. Maybe three or four big box pharmacies remaining, if that many. And then the consumer is at the in the position of either doing business with those big box stores under the conditions that they dictate, hours, uh, wait times, et cetera, closing for lunch, what have you, um, and medications. I know sometimes pain medications big box stores won't carry because mm-hmm. of the liability aspect of that. And I just don't see how this benefits the health consumer really in any way, does it? Sure, I understand. So um, there have been a lot of markets, such as Chicago and other places, where uh, there have been independent pharmacies that have uh, unfortunately got out of business um, because of this model. And we've seen this in Pittsburgh and other places as well. Um, I would say in general – that pharmacy benefit managers and people's insurers have an incentive to keep some independent pharmacies open and willing to serve their patients because access is critical. Mm -hmm. Drugs are the most common medical care that Americans use um, every day to keep themselves well. So um, it's not that independent pharmacists or pharmacies will completely go out of business. But instead, I think what's going to happen is that um, some independent pharmacies, especially that are already competing in a market with the big box, Walgreens, CVS, et cetera, they're having a tough time right now um, because they just can't get their costs low, low enough to compete. Um, and they could be boxed out of serving certain types of patients. All right, but let me tell you what I, what I just sorry. heard. Let me mm-hmm. tell you what I just heard, Rena. What I just heard was the only, and this not may not be what you said, but I'm telling you this is what I heard, that mm-hmm. the only pharmacies that are going to be around that aren't big box stores are the ones that can serve the areas that are the crumbs that aren't profitable for the big box stores to be located in. I would say it slightly differently, which is that there are some pharmacies that are must-have, just like there are some hospitals that are must-have um, in a insurer network or in a PBM network. Those those stores are not going anywhere. Would but, they be in an area where a big box store would not be available, or would how would they be able to compete with a big box store where? In other areas, the mom and pop couldn't because of the economies of scale with the negotiated drug prices, making it up in volume, et cetera. Yeah, it's a, um, so I would say it's um, uh, there's a lot of ways in which independent pharmacies can compete on the with big box stores, even in the same market. So as you already suggested, some pharmacies have. Um, will carry drugs that the big box pharmacies won't. Some pharmacies have very special relationships with their patients because uh, those patients are um, have certain types of conditions for which the pharmacies really uh, specialize in helping patients with disease management. Um, those pharmacies that have a unique business model and a comparative advantage against the big box stores, they are must-have. And so it doesn't. it's not bigger markets versus smaller markets. It's how differentiated are their services and how essential are their services to their community um, that it's going to help them survive in this but, type of market. And I understand that because um, 
you know, mom and pop pharmacy, chances are you're doing business with the same pharmacist years for, after year after year. They know you. They know your family. You go to the big box store. They got different people in there every day, seemingly. At least that's been my experience. Um, the company that we do business with, at least our insurance, I have a choice of either going to OptumRx, which is a big out-of-town pharmacy, a clearinghouse, I guess, if you will, mm-hmm. or CVS, a big box. Those are the two choices that I have. Now, if CVS doesn't have the medication or if uh, it can't be shipped via OptumRx if it's a controlled substance, well, then what do you do? You, you don't have anywhere to go, right? You can try to put in a request with the pharmacy benefit manager, but good luck with that if they get back to you two weeks later. And I'm not complaining about our healthcare system myself personally, but I'm saying from the text here, a lot of people go through that. And let's go to pharmacy price. Even if there is a, a, a an advantage to be gained for the mom-and-pop pharmacy with the independent service that they offer and the close personal service and attention and so forth, how can they compete when the insurance company won't reimburse them for the cost of the drugs that, and they wind up paying more than does the big box store for the drugs, even though the reimbursement is the same? So that's a losing model, is it not, Rena? Am I missing something? It is a losing model, and and honestly, um, even big box stores. Uh, they largely break even on their drug reimbursement. It's all the other things that they sell in their store that um, make them money. Uh, this is sometimes called a loss leader um, in the market. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we definitely see that. Um, and I would say, again, independent pharmacists, they're not necessarily going to make most of their money off of um, buying drugs low and selling them high. Um, and in fact, we know some pharmacies that are complaining that they're underwater um, on on uh, drug dispensing reimbursement because the fees are just not keeping up with the costs and the risks of, of, of serving certain types of patients. So we know that's definitely a concern. Um, and, you know, uh, in part, this is the way capitalism works, that if you can't compete, uh, you know, with services, uh, you know, uh, businesses will go out of business. But as you suggest, I think very rightly, pharmacies are an essential part of our medical care. And so making sure that people have access in their local community to the drugs that they need and the disease management they need is an absolute priority for policymakers and and for all for us all. Let me take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back. Maybe I'm missing something, Rena, but I don't see... I don't see how independents can compete with the big box stores, especially when, and we'll talk about this with the pharmacy benefit managers, how common is the situation that we're in here where I work where, well, I don't have a choice of going to the independent pharmacy. I can go to the big box store or I can go to OptumRx out of town, and other than that, good luck. You're on your own. Um, somebody texted in and said, chain volumes are based on number of stores. I work at an independent that is a high-volume store, the biggest pharmacy benefit manager is owned by CVS. Independents do not negotiate directly with PVMs. There are still 25,000 independents, way more than the two major drug chains. So you can address that when we come back. Tommy Tucker talking about pharmacy benefit managers. If you have any questions or comments, 504-260-1870. I'll pass them along to Rena Conti, Associate Professor in the Department of Markets, Public Policy, and Law at the Quaestrom School of Business at Boston University when we come back on WWL. 
925, a couple of minutes left with Dr. Rena Conti, Associate Professor in the Department of Markets, Public Policy and Law at the Quaestrom School of Business at Boston University. Big fan of Mardi Gras and New Orleans, as we've already determined. Is that right, Doctor? Absolutely. Uh, and I know you specialize in, in drug prices and, and uh, th- that sector of the uh, medical industry. I'll call it an industry. So when it comes to pharmacy benefit managers, they own the big drug suppliers or big drug warehouses as well, the uh, mail order places? That's right. So how does this benefit the consumer? Because it seems to me it's all about either the profit margins for or, or keeping the cost down for the insurance companies. Again, I'm trying to understand. I don't have a Ph.D., as do you. But I, somebody texted in and said this is the – uh, angel of death for mom and pop owned pharmacies. I don't see. For, it, let me get back to the previous uh, text mm-hmm. about twenty five thousand independents, way more than the major two drug chains. Is that a fact? Do you know? I haven't. Um, I haven't seen those statistics in a while, um, honestly. But I would say that uh, independent pharmacies, especially in certain parts of the country, are very common. And I would also say that in the Northeast, so think Boston, uh-huh. um, New York, D.C., uh, independent pharmacies have really um, become less common over time, whereas in many other places in the country, they still remain. Uh, but it's important. only if you're going to look at a trend, it would seem to me, doctor, the, it's a matter of time. I don't see how. Let me let me rephrase the question. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. in the world can an independent pharmacy have a business model that's going to sustain with pharmacy benefit managers that own drug warehouses that are telling me or telling their customers, and I don't know how common this is or not, that you have to do business either with the big box or the mail order house. Is that a common thing in prescription medicine now? Yeah, great question. So approximately 50 to 60% of all prescriptions are now sold through mail order maybe a little bit more depending on the drug mm-hmm. uh, and tr- depending on the area. So you're absolutely right that um, there that more and more people are getting their prescriptions through the mail order. Now, I would argue that that's Not by a choice. benefit to people. In, well, a way, in a way it is, Doc. You're right. I can well, just tell you is, anecdotally it is. it is a benefit. It is a benefit because you're it's like Amazon. You're getting your packages shipped to you. Right. Um, and for lots of people who are on chronic meds, that convenience is worth something. Um, but that being said, not everyone likes their drugs uh, sent through the mail and or there are many drugs for which you really do need to go and talk to a pharmacist about how to take them and make and keep yourself well while taking them. So that high touch or that in-person service is really important for, for uh, many people and for, certainly for the care of certain types of chronic illness. That being said, I would say that independent pharmacies have an important role to play. They're not going out of business, but they're definitely facing competitive pressures that they haven't faced, particularly particularly outside of the metro areas. So what I mean by that is um, in some parts of the country, independent pharmacies are still really common. Uh, and they haven't faced that much pressure, but kind of pressure is coming to them. Whereas in many parts of the country, this has already happened. 
I couldn't go out on a street corner and hand out $20 bills without the conversation turning intensely political. You know that. <laughs> Somebody texted in about the Biden administration has been squashing small businesses, big box stores flourishing. That's normally a uh, complaint that a Democrat would make about a Republican. Is this tied to any political philosophy at all, or is this all about the bottom line and big pharma, big insurance, et cetera? Um, this is about business and the economics of this industry. It is not uh, a Republican or Democratic issue. If anything, I would say the big shakeout in pharmacies and pharmacy benefit managers uh, that happened on the East Coast and the bigger cities, that happened more than a decade ago. So this is just uh, more competitive pressure coming to smaller and smaller communities and people uh, really facing some choices, choices about where they're going to get their drugs, choices about how they're going to get their chronic disease management met in the community. I presume, yeah, I know you got to go, but I presume you have – opinions as a consumer if you can leave the phd behind for a second mm -hmm. as a consumer with your what you hear anecdotally from friends and family and so forth are you concerned about the drug delivery system in this country uh 10 years down the line 20 years down the line listen i grew up in a uh small town called brooklyn new york okay. and, small uh, town yeah that's right which would be what the third and, largest city i think if it was independent is that right Exactly. Okay. And I would say, um, but I grew up in, a, in an old Italian neighborhood where we had independent pharmacies and we had independent grocers and, uh, and all sorts of other things. Changes have come to these communities and some of it's good. It, you know, lower prices, higher quality, higher convenience, and some of it's not so good. And um, um, hopefully we are getting better access to drugs and other types of medical care that really do benefit us um, as consumers, as families. Uh, the pace of innovation to treat certain types of medical conditions is just in extraordinary. Cancers that were death sentences 10 years ago are now really um, chronic disease that people manage. There are many other conditions that look like that. So I would say innovation is going to bring us better quality of life, and um, um, and better ways to take care of our families. With that comes some economic choices. And those economic choices are about doing business as usual, whether it be old mom-and-pop pharmacies, whether it be uh, the doctors who used to ha hang their, their shingle and see patients or even do house calls, that is not necessarily the way of the world anymore but just because things change doesn't mean that they don't get better brooklyn girl made good i like that <laughs> so look when you come down to mardi gras uh let me know and, and i'll buy the first beer okay will do sounds it's great. on me thank, thank you, you, so you for bet. having me rena conti bye associate bye. professor by in the department of markets public policy at the law of Quaestrum. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.